This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 847 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Gaughan joining us right now from MassonSports.com. School of Rock. He is Rock Abaco. Good morning to you, Rock. Good morning, guys. Of course, Rock is courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Rock, all the talk today about the Gold Glove finalists, three Baltimore Orioles, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, Atlee Rushman. I think Austin Hayes was a no-brainer. Ryan Mountcastle was probably the shocker. Uh, First of all, let's address those three. Uh, any, Any surprises for you there? Yeah, I think Mal Castle, not because he wasn't worthy. I just was not expecting him to get the nod. Uh, as you said, Hayes you know, should have been a no-brainer, and I've talked to people in baseball and said it would have been a crime if he hadn't been chosen. But uh, And Rutschman, you know, he's got the reputation, and, and that makes sense. And I don't know, you know how many really strong defensive catchers there are to challenge him. But, but Mal Castle was the one that kind of raised the eyebrow. And, you know, the eye test, watching him, you see the improvements he's made. I just didn't know if he was gold-glove caliber. But it really is a great story when you consider they drafted him as a shortstop, and that wasn't working out at all. And I remember they played a uh, like a B game or inter-squad game or something on one of the backfields in spring training, and he was playing shortstop. And, you know, he's kind of like almost like looked like he was lobbing throws to first base. I know Buck Showalter's like, this guy, he's going to hit, but he's not a shortstop. And I think Dan Duquette was more hesitant to move him off the position. They wanted to keep trying with him. And you could argue whether they lost valuable development time doing that. Then it was third base. That wasn't any better. It was left field. He was okay, serviceable maybe. And finally they settle on first base, and you see, you know, now he gets this kind of an honor even if he doesn't win it. It just shows the the, the big strides that he's made. One of the things that got me was Austin Hayes. Um, I thought he was deserved. He's an outstanding left fielder. We all know about his arm and, and, and all that. But when I, you know, was just doing a little, you know, a little work when I saw the names for who who's nominated, um, I, I was pretty amazed at his statistics. And I, I don't know if people realize that in 256 putouts this year, he did not have an error. 
Yeah, and that's crazy. And I didn't know that kind of snuck off on me too. Late in the year, I think initially there was a chance he was going to get charged with one. And I don't know whether they changed it or we assume maybe. No, they I, think, I think they changed it, Rock. I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. I think it was changed. Yeah, because we were like, wow, that was his first one. Because if with an outfielder, kind of sneaks up on you. Infield, you know, you, you kind of know if a guy has right. how many he's made or whatever. Outfield, you really don't. So then it was like, wow, and then it ended up getting taken away. So that, that, that is really a huge deal because there's so many different ways. We're not just talking about dropping a fly ball. I mean, just misplaying a ball, a single turning into a double, yeah. things like that. Bad throw. He's got that yeah. really, yes, that really tricky left field at Camden Yards, and he plays it so well, the depth, the angle. And I feel like at one point it seemed like every night he was racing to the line and making a diving catch. It was becoming routine and, you know, leaping catches at the, at the fence in front of the bullpen. So definitely deserving, but the, the no error thing really struck me. You're right, bad throws. I mean, that's common. You figure you've got to have a, a couple of those at least a season, and and zero for as for as many balls as he handled out there too that he had hit to him. And again, left field tricky in a lot of different ballparks, not just in, in Baltimore. So uh, I thought it was really impressive. Rock, what have you thought about the postseason and the way it looks? Can anybody beat the Phillies? You know, maybe they're that team that's just, you know, the team of destiny, they say. They kind of were setting themselves up for it after last season. I thought maybe the Rangers were that team. They still may be because they just got on such a roll. They were winning on the road, and I thought that bullpen was going to kill them at some point. It wasn't a factor at all. Uh, but you're right. At this point, you're kind of thinking maybe maybe the Phillies are that team, and they're built for it. And, and you know, it's kind of nice, too, because there are some former Oriole people that are still there really good people that end up going over to Philadelphia that uh, either left willingly or unwillingly left the Oriole organization, and I'm happy for them. But, yeah, right now, if I had to say which team, I I, I would think it would be them. Then again, I never thought Arizona would have got this far, but uh, and, and I would have thought Atlanta was still playing. I thought they were the best team, so it's it's been kind of a crazy postseason. Rockabago joining us from Massasports.com, School to Rock. I kind of want to go back to the gold glove because even though three finalists, which is great for this team, many people believe they were two snubs. So uh, I'll ask you, uh, Cedric Mullins or uh, Gunnar Henderson, who was the biggest snub? I think for me, I mean, on the surface, I would say Cedric, except I know a lot, some of the defensive metrics that do yeah. not favor him. And I've had and people say that they don't. And it just makes me say, well, that's why I take defensive metrics with a grain of salt because i mean i I had somebody explain to me one day i said what don't they like about him?" they so one thing is he gets downgraded for sometimes getting a late jump on a ball where a catch might have been easier i'm like all i know is he's running down everything so whether he got he was half a step slow he's still making all these plays i'm sorry i agree with the metrics i saw more base hits in front of cedric mullins this year than i care to see it is because he gets a late jump i said the same thing to jeremy today I see too many base hits land in front of him. Really, because not left or right for me, but maybe right. in front then. But, yeah, but otherwise, I don't know. I still felt, thought he was going to be at least one of the three, especially because he had already been a finalist the previous year. So a lot of times that kind of opens the door then. You get that reputation and you follow up. So I was a little surprised by that. With, with Gunner, he wasn't going to get in a specific position. He pretty much almost split evenly third base and short. It was like 68 and 64 starts. So then you think, well, what about utility? And I think, you know, you, you definitely could have made a strong argument. As good as he was defensively, certainly if you watch him every day, but maybe he only, quote, only played two positions. And I think one of the not- guys who's a finalist played six. But I still think with the way he played defense, even if it is only the two spots on the left side of the infield, he was a guy I thought might get in there. 
My question now is, is he going to ever have a shot at one position? Is he going to be the everyday shortstop? Is he going to be more of the everyday third baseman because of Jackson Holiday And with Jordan Westberg and with Joey Ortiz ends up on the club as a utility, they've got so many infielders. I wonder if they're just going to keep Gunner as kind of a left side of the infield. You Some days it's going to be third, some days it's going to be second. And you're not going to make 120, 30, 40 starts at one position. Right, I know it's only one game, but the Rangers look like they were just going to roll through everybody too, like the, the Phillies. Um, the Astros come to life or just because, you know, they Scherzer just you know, lost his fastball? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Astros are too good to go quietly. But, again, the, the Rangers, they just they bash you to death with that lineup, as we saw. But I, I picked Philly-Houston, and I wasn't going out on a limb on that one, by the way, and I didn't pick it back in April. It was like three days ago I was asked about it. So I still, I still think Houston's got a lot left there. I just think they're too good. But, but the Rangers have impressed me. And, again, the bullpen I questioned a lot like a lot of other people did. I think they had a 24th highest ERA in baseball. But with the way against the Orioles, that certainly wasn't really much of a factor. Uh, you know, when your rotation is doing what it was able to do in, in those games one and three, certainly. And then, uh, you know, we're never going to score that many runs. It's just, you know, they don't, if nothing else, even if they have a few little dips there, they'll just, they'll outscore you. I mean, they're just, they're, they're really are impressive, great manager. But I, I like, I think Philly for sure. I don't think Houston's done yet. Yeah. I mean, the playoffs have been, been great. Rock, so what's your, your off season like for you now? Uh, because, you know, you, you had a chance to cover a good team that we were hoping was going to go a little bit further, but I'm assuming now your vacation plans, you got to start shifting some things, right? Because the team's going to be good now for years to come. Yeah, you can't schedule anything in October anymore. Like, yeah. I'm going to, to New York on a little trip in November, but it had I, even the first week in November I wasn't confident about. <laughs> I said, if, if, unless it's refundable, it's got to be the second week now, and, and it's going to be that way. It changes things. Before it was always after – September 30th or October 1st, I'm like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? You know, the, the, the honeydew list that I would have. But it, <laughs> it definitely has changed. Luckily, I have a lot of leftover stuff that I kind of accumulated through the season. And you always have these, you know, awards-type stories or whatever that uh, are getting me by each day. But eventually there will be a spot where I'm like, what the heck am I going to write this morning? And something always seems to come up. There you go. Rockabaco, massivesports.com. Rock, thanks a lot for your time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for always. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? Bow. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.